Yeah, on the side of Blues and Roots, uh, interview with Sean Taylor. I live for the moon. I live school. And your talent coming out of the UK, heading to Australia during March 2013. Bring his brand of new urban roots. But tonight I got my suit and my latest so so cute. Been compared with John Martin, Van Morrison, and a whole range of others. So stand by and let's hear what Sean had to say. I must say, great to speak with you, uh, Sean, after um, hearing all your music for the last few years. It's been great. Yeah, well, thank, appreciate it. Thanks for playing it. Thank you very much. No, I appreciate it. Now, um, Sean Taylor, you're a bit of a um, an enigma on the rise, I guess is a, a good way to put it. Um, being compared with John Martin, Van Morrison, everybody else coming out of the UK, um, and you're finally making it down to Australia this time, um, this coming um, next month, I think it is. Yeah, I, I start my Australian tour actually next week. Um, I, I, I head to Port Ferry, um, uh, Port Ferry Festival. I do the weekend uh, next next weekend, and then I head to Melbourne do another show uh, show at the North Coast Social Club, and then. Central Coast and various other places for about three weeks. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. It's, it's, it's going to be good fun. Very, very much looking forward to it. Fantastic. Now we're certainly looking forward to seeing you uh, and hearing you uh, in person, uh, Sean. Um, you've been uh, travelling. You've been to the US recently. Is that correct? Yeah, I've just I've recorded another album in Austin. I, I went to um, Austin, Texas in 2000 and uh, uh, last year. So the year before last, 2011. And I recorded the album Love Against Death, yeah. and um, I promoted that album for about a year. And I just went back to Austin, Texas, in December, and I finished off. A, well, I started another album that I'm finishing off at the moment, which is uh, which is mainly recorded in Austin. Yeah. Um, but I've also recorded parts in London and a few other bits in Dublin. So it's a very much a yeah different nationalities and whatnot involved. So yeah, love recorded in Austin. Good place to go. Yes. Um this will be that'll be your sixth uh, album out, isn't, isn't it, Sean? That's right. Yeah, I've, I've actually I've, I did my first album in two thousand and six, uh, and every year I put a, I've done a record. It's very much like um, it's the way I kind of keep a diary, if you like. I've never kept a diary. I've just made records, and <laughs> it's something I see as very important. You know, I I, um, I write songs a lot on the road, especially you know in between gigs on the way to gigs and before gigs so for me making records although they you know people don't buy as many cds these days but i just it's something i have to do i'm kind of compelled to do it it's an addiction that i, I can't shake off well it's a pretty good addiction uh, it's a good addiction to have i'd say um tell us about um the, the record you'll be touring uh, in australia with is um love against death um which has been out for a little while but uh, it might be new to a lot of um people who hear your material. Tell us, uh, all, all material's original, you always write original material, and um, you always have a lot to say in the lyrics, um, and your particular musical uh, take is quite unique. So there's a lot of questions I can ask you there. Let's just let's start with lo um, Love Against Death. Um, you had a lot of political things to say in that album. Is that, was that something that drives you, or is it something that, um, um, you know, is only recent on the horizon? 
think it's something that's always been there in the background. I think, you know, first and foremost, I'm an artist, I'm a songwriter, always, that, that's always the first thing that I, you know, follow. I felt that this record, Love Against Death, it, it, it came out against the background of the Occupy movements in, in, you know, Occupy Wall Street in New York, and, you know, against the background of the financial crisis and all the, you know, people getting thrown out on the streets, which is still going on now, and people having no money and whatnot. Yeah. So, Love Against Death was very much a response to the world, and it was like all my music is, but that one especially, it was very much a howl against the world and a howl against the inequality and whatnot. But at the same time, although it's a political album, as much as anything, it's an artistic statement because, you know, there's songs on it, you know, about people like Neil Cassidy from the beat movement, and, you know, that he's he's very much a, I mean, he he's kind of a very much a, a free figure and someone who represents freedom. Yes. But, you know, he wouldn't be out with political, I don't think. Although you could say, you know, he'd be involved with things like, you know, in the 60s, he drove the Mary Pranks across America, which was political. But at the same time, I, I think that the album is very much, it's, it's an artistic journey, but it's, it's very um, political at times. But it's, it's definitely, you know, I think it's a lot of things, but the politics are in there for sure, yeah. Yeah. Feed me till I'm fed. The arc of your cry, the trail of your soul Jazz plays so gently on a damn road Neil Cassidy, you will Do an interview with Sean Taylor. There's some new tracks of his latest, just called Love Against Death. I mean, uh, tracks like um, uh, Coal Not Doll, uh, which is a throwback to the Thatcher era, That's I guess. <laughs> And, and I also uh, I played recently on the show a track called Heaven, which is really about uh, drug addiction, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I, as I said, I mean, I, I write a lot of songs based on people that I meet and people that experiences that I have. And that song, Heaven, is about someone I used to go to school with and, um, you know, a girl I used to know. And, and it, it was very much a true story. So, um yeah, I think it's just a tragic, tragic thing when someone becomes a, a drug addict or, you know, their life is damaged by something that they can't get rid of. So my, my songs have always kind of dealt with the kind of darker things. I, I, I'm not really someone who likes happy, clappy music. I like I like the dark things. I like the, I like the dark topics. And I don't like uh, happy, happy topics. So, so, so yeah, things like that drive me for sure. We'll try and make you a bit happy in Australia with a lot of sunshine. Uh, you're coming in the right time of year. I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I just, I, I like, I like to, um, I like to look at them because I love blues and I find a lot of the kind of darker topics much more yeah. soulful to sing about. You know, so. Uh, and and yeah. look, I'm just thinking, uh, John Martin. Um, uh, Richard Thompson, um, and there yourself. Uh, is, do you think it's a bit of tradition in the UK um, to be uh, to be writing songs in this way? I think, I think you know, my my influences stretch all over the place. I wouldn't say they're confined to the UK. I think, yeah. that, I mean, the, the musicians who I've always gravitated towards are the ones who aren't in a genre as such. They're 
they're, they're troubadours who cut across genres, whether it's John Martin or Joni Mitchell yeah. or Van uh, Morrison or Tom Waits or Neil Young or J.J. Kale. They all, all of them, for me, have got the one thing in common, that they cut across genres. You can't put them in one genre. You can't say they're blues or folk or or various genres. They're, they're just troubadours. They yeah. write songs. They go on the road. They make records. And... That's really the, that's the sort of musicians I've always gone towards, and where they're from, where they, you know, where they're from, where they live is kind of irrelevant. It's much more about the artistic sentiment and where they're coming from as artists. So they're always the people I move towards. Well, yeah, and look, I'm gonna say, uh, Sean, the first album I think you sent me was Calcutta Grove, a fair while back now, and uh, it did sit on the shelf for a while. I didn't listen to it because I get a lot of things sent to me. And then one night I pulled it out and played it, and the first track hit me with uh, very atmospheric keyboards, I think, um, and and really a tasteful um, uh, lyric and um, a particular style that was obviously your own, and I was taken quite aback by it. And I've been a fan of yours ever since. Um, the, the question is, of course, um, you, you, you mentioned your influences, but were you doing this at a young age? How did you get into... Writing this kind of material, where do you think it comes from? Life, really. I mean, life is where the songs come from, and, and living as a, as a troubadour and as a musician. Uh, yeah. Where it all started was uh, I played my first gig in two thousand and one when I was seventeen. Yeah. Uh, and the last twelve years, the last twelve years, I've been gigging all over the UK, all over Europe, and I've recorded in America, and I'm just about to go to Australia, and. Um, you know, I, I first started writing songs a couple of years before my first gig, and I was kind of writing songs before I really could play. I, just, I was really drawn towards songwriting. I love songs. I love great melodies. Um, you know, the first band I really liked when I was a kid were Oasis in, in England, and yeah. I, I, I love melodies, and they kind of lost their way. But then, you know, they're always the, the bands I've gravitated towards. So, as I said, I think, you know, once I started gigging about 12 years ago, you know, it just... I just thought, yeah, I like this. I like. It. I feel at home here, being on the road. I feel at home, traveling around with my guitar and notebook and a, you know, book of poems, or whatever, and writing songs. So it very much is an ongoing thing. But it's, it's for the last twelve years, that's been my life. I've wrote songs. I've gone on the road. I've made albums. Yeah. Um, whether it's just a little, a little demo in my, in my bedroom, and then from that, I've gone. <laughs> you know, it's gone bigger and bigger to recording in Dublin which was an album called Walk With Me, and then in Austin, Texas. So, you know, still the same procedure I go through to write songs. This place that you speak in Why is it worth my time? And should I wear a suit Or buy a bottle of wine? He said it's a sad place Full of misery and woe This land of heartbreak It's Calcutta Grove Thank you. 
follow the rule as the sky turned gray. I looked over my shoulder. I see um, you're now working a bit with Danny Thompson, um, who uh, who did play with John Martin, uh, also Eric Bibb, if I can recall correctly. Um, what's yeah. your connection with Danny and uh, his uh, bass player? Is he bringing much to your music? Oh man, he's one of my absolute heroes. I have to say, having him on my album is one of the one of the, the best the best things that's ever happened to me so far. I mean, he he really is one of my absolute heroes. Uh, not just with John Martin, with Nick Drake when he played with him, yeah. with Eric Bibb. He picked that out. The whole Transatlantic Sessions. That, and I mean, even there's a great album with the Blind Boys of Alabama, which I love. He's on him and Charlie Musselwhite. I mean, that's some band. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Charlie Musselwhite Monaco, and I just. I mean, he's one of my absolute favorite musicians. I mean, and having him play on this track, I, I wrote a song. It's, 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 as I said, this album's a work in pro, a work in progress. So it's not finished just yet. But I had a song that very much I knew he'd be great on. Um, and yeah, lucky enough to have him on it. And the way he plays is just there's no one else he plays bass like that for me. The minute I hear Danny comes to play bass, it, it could be no one else. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, musicians like that, they only come along every so often. I mean, they're kind of Jerry Douglas mold of musicians that are just one-offs. So he's very much in that mold. So it, I'm a huge fan of Danny Thompson. It's a strange yeah, thing. Right. Um, it's the same instrument as everybody else is using, but it sounds different. Um, and I could never work it out, and I don't, yeah. think, don't think there's any science that can prove it, <laughs> identify the reason. I have no idea. I mean, yeah, I mean, he... Um, it just seems to his bass. It, it sounds like a voice to me. It reminds me of the way he bends notes, or the way like Van Morrison when he sings, the way he yeah. bends notes, or John yeah. Mine when he sings. And it, it, it's very much like that. It's much more like a, a voice rather than a, an instrument. But he, I mean, yeah, he's he's just incredible musician, and you know, real nice guy too. I met him as well. Excellent, nice fella. And uh, Sean, well, when you when you're travelling, when you're writing songs, what comes first for you? Uh, the melodies, uh, music, or the uh, lyrics? When I first well, when I first started writing, it was always the melody. It was always the it was always the guitar part or the uh, well. When I first started writing, I always wrote on guitar, and that changed uh, kind of around Calcutta Grove time. Actually, when I sent you the album, yeah. just before that, I started to write a lot more lyrics. Yeah, and then the, before I knew it, the lyrics were kind of coming into you know the lyrics were coming first, and I was you know building melodies around them. Yeah. Uh, what happened just after that? was I started writing a lot more on piano um, and the, the, that was a really important thing because I, I mean I've, I haven't played piano very long but it allowed me to focus a lot more on the melodies um, so I'd say it's something that's changing all the time and it changes all the time but it, it's very much a bit of everything sometimes the, the lyric comes first sometimes the melody comes first sometimes they both happen all at once um, yeah so, I mean, often there's, there's songs I've written on, on, on albums that I've been working on for 10 years. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there's... It, so I think, I think you know, all, all of these things, uh, it really depends. But I, 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 like, I don't like to have a set. There's no rules, really, for me with writing. You know, yes. it just takes it where it takes it. Listening to this style of uh, Sean Taylor and some tracks from his new album Love Against Death. The one before we heard was Calcutta Grove from that album of uh, two or three years ago.
and uh, that's the fun of it. It's usually a solo process, or do you find yourself starting to collaborate more? Funnily enough, I mean, I've never collaborated before as a songwriter because I find it's a very solitary thing. Um, I find it's a very difficult thing to, to... I mean, I could never imagine writing with anyone. Um, but when I was in Austin this last time, I, I, I wrote a, a song with the with the producer, Mark Coleman, uh, yes. over a big bottle of whiskey. Right? <laughs> <And> <laughs> well, it, that, it that'll do it. <laughs> It'll do it. Yeah, sad. we recorded it after we drunk the whiskey and it sounded terrible, but the song was good. The idea was good. We just, so we had to sober up and yeah. then it, we got the recording a lot better. But, um, but yeah, so that's the first time I've actually ever co-written anything with anyone. Um, I've done like different kinds of music with people. I've worked on, like in London, I've done very interesting collaborations. I've done stuff with kind of some stuff and dance music and some stuff in it. You know, there's a few rappers I know and yeah. done some hip-hop things I've really enjoyed but that wasn't writing together that was more kind of recording together but I, I love things I love collaboration it's a lot of fun and when, when you're performing Sean it's mainly you just uh, with a guitar mainly I, I, I tour in, in the UK uh, I've only just started touring with a great percussionist um, and we, we do some stuff in the UK this Australian tour is going to be a solo tour and I'd say the bulk of my gigs is kind of 75% solo Yep. 25% uh, with a percussionist, um, which I love. I love I love having a musician with me, but at the same time, playing solo has is, is got a great freedom to it as well. So. Yes, and of course the, the usual question is, uh, what's your favourite instrument? What, what do you bring on tour? Guitar, guitar, man. Yeah. Guitarist on tour. Sure. Um, any particular style I, yeah. of guitar? Um, um, any... Um, is it a Martin? Um, what's got kind I of play guitar? A Takamini. A I play a Takamini. I play yeah. a Takamini. Yeah, Takamini. It's a Steve Warren signature, and I think the American musician. Um, I love the sound of them live. I don't. I don't really in a studio when I was working in Austin, and also uh, previously I tended to use Gibsons. I tended to play Gibsons. Uh, that was, but they'd be unplugged. Um, with the Takamini, I feel when it's plugged in, it's it's got a really great punchy sound to it. Yeah. Um, the the guitar I use has got a really nice uh, kind of preamp in it, which has got a really nice reverb setting, which I use all the time. And yeah. Um, it's just got a really punchy sound live. So yeah, that would be my that would be my live instrument. Um, that would be my live guitar. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's A lot of people have favourite guitars that they always travel with them and have to look after them like babies, I guess. Um, when they're travelling around, I, I get, I, yeah, I don't know. I've never, I, I've always seen a guitar as, as, a, as a means to an end rather than an end in itself. It kind of, you know, it's important for me. It matters that I've got a guitar I like the sound of, but I'm much more interested in what I do with it rather than the actual thing. It's just, a, it's just something that gets me from A to B. Really, it's, it's. Um, I've never really, I mean, I like guitar playing, but I'm, I'm, I'm always interested in, in the melodies and the songs. So it would always be my love first and foremost. Yeah, in terms of, um, obviously, you, you mentioned a lot of people before that influenced, obviously, your your musical side, but um, you must have uh, poetic influences and uh, literature influences as well, um, especially the, the kind of um, music that you're writing. Uh, is, is that fair to say? Oh, yeah, thank you for that, definitely. I mean, I think um, when I first started really getting into poetry, it was, it was the beat poets, people like... Uh, Lawrence Ferlinghetti and Allen Ginsberg and then the, the prose writers of Jack Kerouac on the road and stuff like that. And then from that, I've kind of gone 
you know, backwards into different writers, people like the Spanish writer Lorca, Frederico Garcia Lorca, I really love his poetry. Um, American writers like Wallace Stevens, who are very, both are very kind of aesthetic, very uh, uh, sensual writers. Um, you know, um, yeah. kind of creating a, you know, a really nice atmosphere, a beautiful atmosphere within within the work. And I found reading poetry is, is something that is a real, it's really improved my songwriting. It's really, not just my lyrics, but also songwriting, because you think about, you know, the structure of a song and the yeah. structure of a poem and the way in which there's a great journey within great poems. And knowing, knowing when to stop as well, all the great poets seem to know when to shut up. They seem to know when to, <laughs> they seem to, know when to stop talking, which is a hard thing to do as, as a songwriter because you're never yes. quite sure, yeah. you know, often it's hard to put a full stop on something. Uh, so all my favourite writers, they know when to stop. <laughs> well, I think that's... Yeah, listening to Solid Dog Blues and Roots. Interview with Sean Taylor. It's a track from his uh, new album, Love Against Death. It's called Heaven. If you remove all the dross around a word, it has more meaning. The same with the same with music. A few notes can be more powerful than a lot. Exactly, and all the great writers. I mean, they, they can seem they can use like you know one or two words where most people would use ten. So yeah, same thing with music. I've, I've done some gigs. You know, some of the you know the blues musicians I've I've opened for and stuff. You know, the you know the great guitarists. They'll they'll use yeah one or two notes instead of ten. So. I, I, I noticed you mentioned Richie Havens as a um, as an influence, and oh, I heard yeah. someone say to me once that um, he did a concert following uh, uh, somebody who was um, trying to do a thousand notes a minute, and he just played one chord and floored everybody. <laughs> Which was the difference oh, between? He, he's, oh, I, I, oh he, I can believe that. He's, he's, as, he's as good a live performer as I've ever seen. I've, I've seen him play a few gigs, and it was funny when I when I first started writing songs very early. I, I did a real demo, a little demo, and. Um, in my bedroom really really it was rubbish I've listened to it since and it's just it's really you know yeah. really just starting out and I I sent him an email and just said I've just started writing songs and you know could I send it to him thinking you know he's never going to respond and he responded and I, and I sent him it and 
I went to watch him play locally, and I, said, I don't know if you remember, I'm the guy who said, and he said, oh, yeah, I really like it, and he was really <laughs> nice, and yeah. very, you know, uh, encouraging guy, and um, I never forgot that. It was a really big thing when I was starting out to have someone like him say, keep going. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's a great guy, a real, a real legend, and as I said, as a live performer, I don't think there's not many people as live performers I've ever seen that was good. I can't think of any, really. He's just amazing. Yes, no, I mean, um, I, I've, I've seen similar things happen um, on, on stage where the less is a lot more. Um, now, look, on your tour of Australia, yeah. you've, you're, you're coming to Port Ferry, obviously, first off, um, which is a three- or four-day festival now and um, very well, was very well attended. Yeah. Um, and I think you'd be doing a few gigs there, is that correct? I've got, yeah, I've got gigs on a Friday... I've got a, 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 a festival warm-up on a Friday, which is like a, a an, an I, um, a download, which is going to be available uh, via the website, I think, which, yeah. is, which is a kind of for the festival. And then I've got a gigs on the Thursday, a few things on a Friday, a few on the Saturday and on the Sunday, and also on the Monday. So it's going to be a busy, a busy four or five days. And then from there, I go to the North Coast Social Club on the 13th. That's right, yeah. Um, on, the, on the 15th of March, I go to... Lizards in uh, Central Coast, not New South Wales. Yeah. And um, the 16th and 17th, I've got the Blue Mountains Folk Festival. Yeah. On the 20th, I've got the Vanguard in Newtown. Yes, yes. And 21st, I've got the Camelot Lounge in yep. Marrickville. Great. And finally, on the 22nd of March, I have the the uh, Brunswick Music Festival. So it's it's, it's going to be a good couple of uh, three weeks. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't think I'll see you to the end, um, as I think I mentioned. Um, I'm usually at Port Ferry, but my daughter's getting married that weekend, so um, I'm out of action. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> so I'll be giving speeches and all those sort of things. But, um, but oh, we, okay. we, we certainly look forward to um, coming down, Sean. And, um, Great. And I'm sure people uh, get to see you around uh, Australia are going to be very impressed uh, with your material. And we hope we can show you a good time uh, in the land down under. But then, uh, thanks for giving really some, for, thanks for giving some time, Sean. Brilliant! Thanks for the support and good to finally talk to you. So thank you, man. Yeah, and I'll uh, hopefully see you in, at the Brunswick Festival. And uh, thanks again, and uh, we wish you well. Yes, uh, listening to Sean Taylor, if you're in the land of Oz, you can see him uh, around those places he mentioned. Uh, if you need to track him down, get onto his website, uh, seantaylorsongs.com, and you can check out a whole lot of reviews and uh, information about the CDs and uh, touring in Australia in March 2013. Generations under the mud and his latest album, Love Against Death, a takeout song. Just called Cole Against Doll. Cole, not Doll. From the hills of Yorkshire to the valleys of Wales. If you want to hear more of this kind of thing, get on to salty.com.au for some of the best in blues and roots around the globe.
space between us and them The fight for justice destroyed By the thugs that 